Hey guys, welcome back to Talk Tennis Tea and grab your cuppers because I have an Australian Open report for you guys so don't miss out. Let's begin. The Australian Open, what an amazing time it was. I enjoyed it so much. I was stuck to my couch the whole time and it was just fabulous. First off, we have to go with the big Australian scandal with Leighton Hewitt and Bernard Tomic who just kind of stole the show and made it, oh, how do I even put this, they basically stole, like, they stole the show, and they put the spotlight on both of them, which was wrong, and I don't think Bernard should have used that platform, and there's been so many interviews coming out of him on 60 Minutes, him on other Australian news reporting sites where he's talking about this problem, but it kind of stole the show, especially for the women of Australia, like, the women's tennis in Australia where we had Ash Barty doing amazingly, Kimbrew Beryl who had an amazing run, Sam Stozer, Danny Gavrilova, Alaya Tomljanovic. So it was just kind of sad to see that all undershined all because of the men couldn't get themselves together. Secondly, Andy Murray's retirement which was something that we all went into the Australian Open knowing not really sure how he was going to play and then he delivered an amazing five-set comeback with Roberto Batista who also had an amazing run and sadly he didn't get to where he wanted losing in the quarterfinals to Stefano Tsitsipas but it was just amazing I think the big story of this year's Australian Open definitely was the next gen the next gen really showed up Stefanos Francis Alexi Popperin Alex Dimonor Naomi Osaka um, Anna Simonova all those guys showed up so well and it was just great to see them doing well. I have never been prouder to see the next gen do well and it was just amazing. One thing I did notice was that the ATP was so onto it promoting all those guys. Like every day on um, the ATP page you would see those next gen guys. The next gen account was doing quite well I have to say. And as well as the ATP, promoting those guys, making sure people knew when they were playing and all that kind of stuff, which was great. I appreciated it. However, I did notice that the WTA account was kind of not doing the same. And I don't know, maybe it's just the WTA. They don't promote their next gen enough. Next gen, I mean the likes of the younger girls, those 18-year-old girls, those 16-year-old girls that are coming up who we don't know, like Anna Simonova. I don't know who she was. I only saw her playing a match and I was like, this girl is good. How come we don't know about her? Why is she not being promoted enough? And all these other girls that we don't see enough. And I feel like the WTA needs to pick up this lack. It really needs to pick it up because there's so many girls that are coming out and they're doing well, but they just don't have a platform and a way that they can show it. Not saying that they need another WTA next gen. They don't need that, but I think they need to pick up and actually start promoting them as well as what ATP is doing. But to a better extent, I feel like they they can do it and they've got the means to do it. They just need to start doing it because these girls are promoting themselves. And I felt like it was good. Now I'm fans of lots of other tennis players that I didn't really know about, which was awesome. But yeah, the WTA obviously was more concerned about Kwee Kwee, who is Serena Williams' daughter's doll. 
which is it's a strange relationship but Quay Quay is hilarious if you guys follow her on Instagram or on Twitter she's always got fire captions always got fire photos always coming at those haters and it seemed like people did not appreciate her takeover of the WTA I don't know what day it was it was in the middle of the first week of the Australian Open she took over the WTA Instagram account and people did not find that funny they were like why is she on this account why is she doing it she's a dull and inanimate object and they wanted to see an actual player do this and I just found it funny I think people have kind of lost the plot a little bit it's it's all a joke like this is all for fun Quay Quay is just something fun and like I don't get why people are so like who's controlling the account like can't we just leave it as a mystery like this is a little doll's girl's doll like it's Olympia's doll like why are we even thinking too much about it so it really shouldn't be anything that people are like you know caught up about because it is something that I wouldn't say it's important but it's just a joke like people just need to stop taking it really seriously because that's what that's re- they're really taking it too seriously so people just need to calm down next we had Danielle Collins Danielle Collins Coco Vandeweghe like on the level of Coco Vandeweghe to I don't even know to who but she's the next Coco Vandeweghe we didn't have Coco Coco is out with an injury she should be back soon I think and maybe Miami Indian Wells maybe not sure about that but even maybe even French Open we might see her again but she was replaced by Daniel Collins another American coming from the college tennis system and she really showed up she did amazingly I'm not gonna deny the fact that she had an amazing run which is her first at a grant I think this was her first Grand Slam win so that was good and for her to have a good run but she was a little bit dramatic it's like she'd never played on a big stage and she didn't really know how to compose herself how to really handle herself on those big courts and it's not like everyone knows and is coached how to do that you know some people still get nervous like Naomi she still doesn't know how to do speeches and that's fine But I think when you're playing a match and it's so tense and you've had this amazing run, like Danielle did, she just found it a little bit hard to compose herself in tight situations because obviously umpires, linesmen, ball kids are all very different at lower levels of the game. And I'm not saying that when you play on a bigger court, it's easier. It's obviously not, but it's just a lot tougher for her to come to terms with some of these things some of them were basic rules some of the things she was angry about were just basic stuff that I was like Danielle you shouldn't really be angry about this like the lit court not she's she couldn't hear the lit court and challenging a lit court and it's like everyone knows you hear the noise the umpire hears the noise even on the tv you can hear the noise why are you complaining about that and little things like that that just kind of made me I don't know be a little bit like you're a bit weird man like come on not only that she was in her press conferences were just cringy which is probably still up on the Australian Open YouTube channel but they were just it was cringe central I didn't really know what to do and then some of the, her bah- I, I don't know I don't really like her and she's Coco Coco's twin so yeah that's what we got instead and she was basically the drama of the thing besides the 11 players rooting for the final I mean for the number one spot in the WTA tour she was really the next the next drama but in the women's side we did see some amazing matches 
like Serena Williams and Simona Halep, that fourth round match. Wow. I have never watched something so intense. That was a f- that could have been a final. Like I feel like the women's side had so many matches that were like that could have been a final. And it was so insane because I was like, wow, this match is that's just the way we're going these days. And it's like you can pick anyone in the round one and they could literally be a finals match. And that's how like even with the um Andy Murray and Ruby Roberto Batista that that could have been a final as well so it was just good to see that tough that fight and that draw for them because it was it was tough it wasn't easy and then obviously we had Serena's little blunder well it wasn't Serena's blunder it was the Australian Open's blunder do not change the system the lower ranked player works out walks out first the second one is always the higher ranked player. Don't change the system just because she's Serena Williams or she's like world famous. No, stick to the same system and it stuffed up Serena and it was a joke. Like that was not funny. I was like, oh, you guys made it bad. Like you guys fudged up. They really stuffed up. So that was my take on that. Um, The next good match that I saw was obviously the final. Petra versus Naomi. That was so good. I've never been on the edge of my seat Naomi you had how many match points but you picked it back up you got it together and you delivered she did so well and to stay composed at that time that was really well the one thing I did feel a little bit iffy about and I'm not blaming Petra for this obviously she was emotional she had an amazing run this was her first final back from the accident but I did feel like her speech was a little bit how do I put it was a little it made I I felt guilty for Naomi for winning and it just brought back all the feelings and emotions from the US Open where she didn't want to win it felt like she couldn't be happy and I felt that same way because it felt like everyone was rooting for Petra and people in their right mind were rooting for Petra and that's fair enough she's great she's a great tennis player however I feel like that made her feel guilty and the speech that Petra said made her feel guilty and I was feeling guilty and I don't know why I was feeling guilty but I just felt guilty and I don't think it was fair for Naomi and I really want her to win a Grand Slam and not feel guilty I want that for her because so far her two Grand Slams haven't been she hasn't felt like she's won it on the basis because she did she did she's won but it doesn't felt like you know I won and it's clear that I won so I want that for her but also yeah it was just hard but congratulations to Petra she did an amazing tournament obviously she will have her grand slam she will have another and obviously Naomi just keep going congratulations on your number one spot over to the men's side where uh, the drama continued I think match of the tournament, since I'm a massive Stephanos fan, had to be the Roger and Steph match. That was that was the best thing that I saw. That was the best match of the tournament, I reckon. Second to Serena and Simona. That was so good. I have never been so stressed in my life. Stephanos stressed me out this whole the whole two weeks, but you know what? He pulled it together and he played amazingly. That game was and that match was insane. Then to go and play a semi-final with Rafa. Oh, that was so good. But, you know, it wasn't easy for him. As we saw, I I was obviously on social media seeing the reactions and all that kind of stuff, preparing for this podcast. And one thing I did notice is 
he got a lot of press outside of tennis. Like, there were YouTubers coming out and saying hey and wanting to talk to him. And obviously, Casey Neistat, if you don't know, who is one of Steph's biggest inspirations, actually saw them. He was watching the match and reacted to it. And he reacted to Steph in, like, Steph's one of Steph's interview, which was so awesome. And I was, like, freaking out for Steph, which was awesome. But I saw none of the next gen said anything and that made me a little bit hurt and a little bit like really you guys are really gonna say nothing like wow wow you shady bunch because it just it just wasn't I was like that's not really fair but mm, you know his biggest supporter, I do have to say, is Maria Sakaria, the the other Greek girl who did also really well, and Maria Sharapova, who recently has been commenting a lot on what Steph has been doing, which is awesome, because he's got some support, maybe she has a little crush, we don't know, but she has a boyfriend, so that's fine, but, you know, I just saw that, and I was like, that's really, it's kind of sad to see, and Steph even commented on friends in the locker room, because he's not one of those guys where you see him, like, Alex Demo and stuff, he doesn't have the contingency of the Australian, of the Greek boys, there's no one else besides him and his brother, in my books, and then Maria Sicaria, so it's not like he has that strong, there's lots of them to hang out with, and that's fair enough, he has, I think Steph hangs out with Alexi Popperin, they're quite close, because they're both Patrick Momotogalu, they both are at the academy, so they're very close with each other, and they know each other, but he doesn't have that squad, I would say, of boys from the same country, which is kind of sad, but then he has Marcus Bagdadis, who is a friend, and he has other friends, but they're all, they're not his age, and that was one thing that people were like, who do you hang out with, and I was like, fair question, we all know what happens, but no one really says it, and kind of, I feel like Stephanos is saying the truth, and he's saying that it's hard to make friends in the locker room, because everyone just hangs out with people that they're close with, and people of the same country, and if you speak the same language, it's so much easier, and I kind of felt bad for him for that because you know it is hard to make friends and obviously with someone like Steph it is hard and when you are I wouldn't say bullied but a bit different it's harder it's even harder so it's it wasn't really fair that they didn't say anything but I was like even even the nasty like the nasty you were his friend what what happened but yeah it was it was a bit weird but you know what Steph showed them he got to the semi-finals where was Sasha hmm we don't know we don't know I don't know what I'm gonna do with Sasha actually what are we gonna do with Sasha he did not deliver again at a grand slam and I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it he did not play well he played like good but he didn't play the best that I thought he could and I didn't think he was going I didn't think he was going to go far because he won the ATP the world tour finals so I'm kind of questioning what Ivan Lindell's job is. Maybe he's taking his time. Maybe they've got a different approach. But I think whatever's happening in that camp is not working. So maybe Sasha needs to, I don't know. But it, to me, it's not working. I'm I, From what I see, two grand, he's won a big title. But it's not the big one that we want. And as fans, people are starting to drop off, and that's fair enough. Dropping off for many different reasons. We saw people dropping off because of his girlfriend, now because of his tennis. I don't know what's happening, Sasha, but I I wish you the best, and hopefully your season gets better. That's all I'm going to say. But yeah, there was a lot of drama, and I wouldn't say the boys had a lot of drama. It was 
I think the next gen really stole the show and I have to shout out to Lucas Pui and Emily Maresma because they did amazingly. I will not they just did good and I don't get why people are still like why can't women why women coach men's tennis Andy Murray like come on guys she did so well with Andy and now she's on to Luca and Luca did very well I feel like Luca could he could be in the Grand Slam final this year I really think so like I wouldn't put him past him to do that and it's it's gonna be good to see what happens because it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens I think he's very, he knows what he's doing, he has the game for it, and Emily's just adding that winning instinct, and she's done a great job, so congratulations to them too, he made it to the semi-finals, I feel like you guys will know that I've been avoiding talking about the men's final for a while, I'm not the biggest Djokovic fan, you all know that, you guys hear me talk about him all the time, that's a lie, I don't, I've avoided the subject with a passion, but I do have to credit where credit is due, and he played an amazing tournament. He did very well. However, I don't know what happened to Rafa in the final, because I I just don't know what happened. We were all stunned. Stunned. I was watching, I had finished the final, and then I came and I started watching a live stream of The Slice Tennis, it's a YouTube channel where he reports on like what's happening and he was reporting the whole week and I think if you guys check on my Twitter I shared some videos of his he's great go check them out and I watched his live stream where he was watching the match but he's behind he was behind and he he was stunned everyone was shocked because he was we were thinking Rafa was going to take it out we all thought this was Rafa's year but I think what happened was Rafa peaked too early in the tournament his best match I, I don't even know if Rafa wasn't challenged enough. He had, Rafa did not drop a set. He did not drop a set. He won every match in three sets, but he didn't have a challenging draw. He had, he had really one of the easiest draws. I think Francis, if Francis had played a little bit better, Francis and Steph were really the ones where I thought he was, they were going to challenge. And they did, I don't think they did enough. Steph, I think he did not do enough to challenge Rafa. And obviously that wasn't his fault because Rafa did play amazing. He played lights out tennis. Like you cannot fault. I could not fault any of his matches. They were so entertaining and it was so good. Alex Demonaut could not come close. Like it was just one of those tournaments Rafa had. But then I think Rafa just flopped. It just, it was really sad. Like I was so upset because I was like, oh, I was expecting it to be a five-seater final. Like it was supposed to be the B final and it just didn't happen. So... Yeah, it was kind of sad to see that, but, you know, things happen, and also going to shout out to Rafa, congratulations on your engagement, he's getting married this fall, so I'm excited to see that, obviously, he is a very private person, so I don't think we're going to see any photos if we are lucky, by some miracle we might see them, but I don't think that's going to happen. Another big thing that I just want to touch on is retirement news, I don't think Obviously, Andy Murray saying he might retire at Wimbledon, but we don't know. Obviously, he had a second surgery a couple of weeks after the Australian Open, and hopefully that goes well. Fingers crossed for him. We will see him again playing, but allegedly, Roger is going to be playing the... I shouldn't say allegedly. He said it. Roger said he's going to be playing in the clay season, and 
people are thinking this might be the end. So we don't know. Another one who is allegedly retiring is Maria Sharapova. This is something I saw on Twitter. I'm not sure how it is because she has an injury. She hasn't been playing very well. And she's starting to, it seems like that way. But we don't know how it's going. I don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, if these people do retire, they're some of the greats in tennis. And they've made tennis how good it is today. But we just don't know what's going to happen. So it is kind of sad to see if they go. Obviously, the game is changing. As people are saying, it's the changing of the guard after Stefanos bet Rafa. I mean, Stefanos bet Roger. We saw the changing of the guard, but maybe it's just not there yet. We don't know. So, yeah, it was such an eventful Australian Open. I hope you guys had a good cup of tea. I hope you guys enjoyed this tea, and I'll see you on the next one.